America's arsenal is getting dangerously low after sending so many weapons to Ukraine. I'm Greg Corumbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day and lots of laughs, too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch wherever you get your podcasts. Black Rifle Coffee Company set out on a mission to make the best cup of coffee that's ever hit your mug. And I think they've hit that mission straight on. Their dream has been to sell enough premium coffee to build a support network for veterans, first responders, and law enforcement. And thanks to your support, that dream has come true. Black Rifle Coffee is roasted by a veteran-led team of brilliant coffee graders who work tirelessly to roast and bag the highest quality coffee here in America. And the coffee is truly one of a kind and my favorite. Your support has helped Black Rifle Coffee Company expand their team of active duty service members, veterans, and veteran family members. And they were able to donate over 120,000 bags of coffee to veterans and first responders in 2022. Visit blackriflecoffee.com slash Dana and use my code Dana at check out for 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. That's blackriflecoffee.com slash Dana. Use code Dana and also look for Black Rifle Coffee in grocery and convenience stores. Black Rifle Coffee, America's coffee. You work for Pfizer. My question for you is why does Pfizer want to hide from the public the fact that they're mutating the COVID viruses? Is this real life? I'm literally a liar. I was trying to impress a person on a date by lying. Uh, this please, is please, absurd. Please don't touch me. Well, this is not why the way. Why don't are you doing don't this? tell anybody. Someone who's just working at a company to literally help the public. You f up. You really did. Please read the cost. As soon as possible. Can you please unlock your door? No, you, no, don't let them leave. Please unlock the door. Give me why is my door so stuck? Please unlock. Please unlock the door. Please unlock the door. Unlock the door. We're trying to get the worst slap fight I've ever seen. That poor iPad too. They said they said that they um that their iPad went down and that it was uh they said spare thought for our poor iPad. Holy wow! There's a lot. So this is first off, this is a really weird day, and um, I've got a whole bunch of stuff for you. And there's stuff that's breaking right now because we have the whole Paul Pelosi video. And then there was the thing with the officer involved shooting video released on that. So there's a lot of stuff that we're going to be juggling as it, you know, and as we get it, we'll, we, you know, we'll obviously bring it to you. Um, but this coupled with another Project Veritas story from last night, uh, we got Dr. Robert Malone on later today. It's just a lot of stuff. And then, of course, I will, I will address here in a little bit the DirecTV stuff. Which, hello, uh, if you're watching, your lovable curmudgeon here, ladies and gentlemen, listening across the golden plains of the USA, Dana Lash here. And this is our nationally syndicated radio program. You can listen across the country, hundreds of affiliates. You got one in your state. You can also watch the simulcast, which is available on YouTube, Facebook, and The First, and also on DirecTV now which will like i said we'll discuss here there's just a lot to hit so first and foremost as we wait uh for uh we'll we'll get into this 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 officer involved shooting case and we're going to get into the paul pelosi video which was apparently literally just released nobody has the actual copy of it yet so that's why you haven't seen any they actually have to apparently get the copies and then they anyway yeah 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 so well, I don't know if I want to, I don't want to see no, no dudes in their whitey tidies answering the door. To be frank, do you want to, no pun intended either, there. 
this is all going horribly wrong. So I just, you know, I just want to be, I feel like we need to know it's Friday. I can tell you, you know, this is why you guys have me here. I have to subject myself to this weirdness. And then I share it with you. So you don't start your weekend with some old dude with the posture of a cocktail shrimp in his whitey tidies. So we'll, you know, we'll, I'll share it as we get there. So, but first and foremost, though, this Pfizer video, when I first saw the Project Veritas video of the Pfizer executive, and when I first saw this, whoo boy. So James O'Keefe, who I've known, I've known him for over a decade. I've known him for a long time since the, since he wore the, the pimp coat and busted acorn. Oh, that's true. Uh, it's so it's been a while, and I think he's doing so much for investigative journalism. And so this this video which came out there, <laughs> this guy apparently thought he was on a date, and I guess he was trying to impress the chick or dude. I don't know. Do we know? Does it matter? He was trying to impress the person with whom he was on this date, and. Then James O'Keefe shows up. And if you get my email newsletter, so I have chapter and verse, which is the newsletter for everything I send out for the radio program. And it's over at Substack. You can go sign up. I took one of the stills from this video because it was my favorite. And it's James with his, I can't say the word. It's the phrase that my grandmother would always say, his poo-eating grin. And he, when he walks up and sits down and goes, hey there, just take the L immediately. Just stop, drop, take the L. Oh my gosh, sidebar. Kane, do not let me forget about that Hunter Biden text chain. Oh, yeah. Dude. All right, back to the original story. So he walks up, and this guy doesn't realize it right away. I mean, the moment you see him walk up and sit down, just take the L. So then what you saw, what happened next is what you saw, the video and the audio with which we came in. Because he, the guy freaks out and says, I was literally lying. Who? I mean, we all lie, right, about manipulating viruses with gain-of-function research, right? We all lie about that stuff, right? We all lie about, you know, trying to make viruses you know, more transmissible so that we can then play hurt and rescue. We can create the vaccine for it, after the vaccine, and then sell it, right? We can... Common lie. Kane, that's, I mean, you do that all the time, right? When you, when you get out there with the light ace, you, right, all the time. It's totally... It's what we all do. In fact, those were the words that made, my, made me fall in love with my husband. I manipulate viruses and uh, make them more transmissible. And then I make money off of the injections that don't actually inoculate or in any way prevent transmission. But we say they do and make money off of them. That's how everybody meets, right? I mean, it's just, it's just, just, it's just history, shared history. But he's, he's like, I'm literally lying. I was rolling when I watched this guy. He's an actual... Uh, like executive, he's an R and D, which then brings me to the question I have: Do you trust this dude? Like, be in any way involved with any of your medicines? Because I don't. Who do they got hired up? Who do they have hired up at over at Pfizer? But he knew immediately when James started in and said, "So you're an executive at Pfizer? You work in R and D." I cannot believe after all this time, these people still have not learned the lesson. You know what the lesson is? The lesson is that if you're sitting down and you're on a date with somebody, you're out on a date with somebody and, you know, they're an attractive person and they're asking about your administrative work and they're unusually interested in what you do for a living. Dude, that is not a hot chick into you. 
that's Project Veritas. They are not into you. Oh, and then, and then, okay, here's the other question I have about the video. Somebody locked the door of the restaurant. Who locked the door of the restaurant? See, me getting my lawyer pants on, which I only do when I'm on Twitter, I would immediately be like, who can I sue for kidnapping? I mean, that's immediately how I'm looking at this. I, I'm sure that it's not, it doesn't actually go that way. But in my mind, it does. Because I'm thinking that's unlawful. You're detaining someone unwillfully against their will. That's kidnapping. Yep. You know? So somebody locked the restaurant door. So then the slap fight ensued. This guy fell all over the place, laptop down or, or iPad down. And it's been 48 hours. And guess who hasn't issued a response? Pfizer. Or if you remember, my mom loves the Golden Girls. If you remember that one Golden Girls episode with a Mr. Pfeiffer, Pfizer, one of the two. So anyway, uh, Senator Marco Rubio sent a letter to the Pfizer, to Pfizer CEO on this alleged alleged gain-of-function research. And I'm sure we're going to get answers right away, Kane. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that they're going to be incredibly forthcoming. Can't you? Aren't you guys all excited? So excited for the answers. Yay! I know I am. Oh, I have more on this because there's even more video, right? So I also have some of the latest with uh, as far as it relates to the Bidens. So I have all kinds... <laughs> I can't even believe I have to talk about this. I'm going to get to this later on because it's too early in the show. Like people haven't even had like a drink at lunch yet. So I just feel like this is too much for me to just shove this on your plate. The FCC nominee, right? The FCC nominee, Gigi Sohn. (sighs) These people are never attractive. Does that mean to say? Biden's FCC nominee, Gigi Sohn, sits on the board, on a board of a nonprofit. They want to uphold online sex work and that honored an OnlyFans dominatrix. I cannot believe this is a headline. Do I have Kane sidebar? Do we really have to talk about this story? Because this is nasty. Uh, It's It's news. They could be in our government. They could be getting our taxpayer dollars. Do we really want to share that with the people listening and watching the the simulcast? I'm for more information rather than less, but... I mean, you do you. Okay, all right. Let's. They did. I'm so glad they didn't hear this conversation. Okay, back to us. So, here's the headline. I'm just going to read it. Biden's FCC nominee Gigi Sohn sits on the board of a nonprofit that wants to uphold online sex work that honored an OnlyFans dominatrix who boasts about urinating on faces. <sighs> yeah, it's the Electronic Frontier Foundation. Eef. So they. She's, I don't know, man. This is who, she has that, um, because Gigi Stone, who's the lady that looks like Perry Farrell in uh, Congress? She's an elected official. Everybody on Twitter is going to tell me this. She's the elected official, looks ju- like a purple-haired Perry Farrell. Jane's Addiction, in case you, looks just, this is what Gigi Stone looks like. They're all cut from the same cloth. Anyway, that's not, it's not really important, but it is interesting. So she's been on EFF's board, EFF's board, since 2018. And that was right before they honored a sex worker called Mistress Blunt. Oh, I'm going to have to have a bucket here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just, it's gross. So these are the people that I don't want someone like this in charge of, in charge of any kind of communications, anything. But you know what? They said that if confirmed, she would be the first openly gay FCC commissioner. And guys, we know that that's the most important thing. Merit is irrelevant. How you have sex is the most important thing. Doctor, do you have experience with a lot of surgeries? No, but I do have sex with other dudes. 
Well, then there you go. You can be the head of the department. We all know how this, this is how this works now, right? We're all going to die. This is how this is how it works. We're smod. I have a headline about some kind of rock that's going to be near us soon. So we, yeah, I know that's on the table for you. Now, in addition to that, I have more Biden news. It's not, you know, normally when you would first hear headlines about the Bidens, you would think, golly, Biden's such a, like a weird dad, or he's, his son is just Hunter, he's a hot mess, but it seems like it extends way beyond just the pair. I think it's the whole fam damnly. That's what it seems like at this point. So apparently, uh, a Biden donor, and this was facilitated through Hunter, offered his, New York Post says, his near-do-well niece a job in L.A. to help her get, get back on her feet in the summer of 2018. Uh, she's 31 years old. She racked up $100,000 of, uh, of charges on a stolen credit card. She got two years of probation. She's a prohibited possessor. And she wanted to serve in California near her beloved cousin, Hunter. But she needed a job in order for the probation department to allow her to move. So Hunter and the uncle, they were able to get his the daughter and the niece an offer from the Massimo Corporation, according to the Washington Free Beacon, that broke the story. And so Uncle Jim... And Hunter were texting back and forth and it said Caroline was made an offer and she told Sarah, not me, that she couldn't possibly take it. It was eight, $85,000, 10% bonus, full benefits, three-week paid vacation, one week sick leave, uh, 450 shares of stock. But she, was, she said that she could not take a full-time job and relocate for 85000 She said that's below minimum wage in California. 31 years old, and you got to have your family members help you get a job. Beggars cannot be choosers. We got more on this. We have a lot today. Uh, the Paul Pelosi hammer attack. Oh, don't think for one second that I'm not going to play MC Hammer as bumper tracks today. Don't think for one second that's going to happen. We got that. We got a whole bunch of stuff for you that you do not want to miss. And we'll talk about the direct TV stuff. Friends, 2022 is history. Have you thought about what you'll do in 2023? How you will make it better than last year? Every new year is a new opportunity, so I have a great way for you to make the most of this one. This year, resolve to become a better educated American. And the good folks at Hillsdale College have made their amazing online courses free for all who wish to learn. And my challenge to you is just take one of their fantastic courses. You can discover the beauty of the Bible in the Genesis story, or study the writings of C.S. Lewis, or explore the true meaning of America in Constitution 101. There are many more to choose from, and all these self-paced free courses feature Hillsdale faculty and scholars. Visit Dana4FORHillsdale.com and pick one of more than 30 free Hillsdale courses. I hope you'll accept my challenge and resolve to be a more educated American in 2023. Pick whichever course you like at Dana4Hillsdale.com and start your free online course today. That's Dana4FORHillsdale.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Uh, all right, so we have our headlines here. DeSantis has praised our friend Hami Dillon in the RNC race. Hami Dillon is one who's been challenging, I think, uh, Ronna McDaniel. There's all kinds of drama happening right now with the RNC, the Republicans coming together to choose a new chair. Uh, and DeSantis had said in an interview yesterday, quote, I think we need change. I think we need to get some new blood in the RNC. And uh, that was pretty, I mean, interesting. And Well, I mean, you have to think they help out gubernatorial races, too. So there you go. Uh, so if you were hoping for SMOD, asteroid 
2023 alert, BU, space rock passes closer than some satellites. So it's the 2023 BU. That's the that's the asteroid's name. It's about the size of a minibus. It whipped over the southern tip of South America just before 3 a.m. Mountain Time. They said closest approach. It's going to be about 3,600 miles. And uh, they said that it illustrates how there's still asteroids of significant size lurking near Earth that remain to be detected, obviously. So there you go. Uh, Also, additionally, the Biden administration is cementing a mining ban near Minnesota's boundary waters. They said it's a 20-year ban on 225,000 acres. And it's going to cripple the ability to extract copper. Although there's also a Chilean mine, a Chilean company that also is involved in this too. They said it's a 20-year ban on new mineral development. So we're just going to be able to go, what? We'll have to rely on other foreign sources for copper. Ultimately, that's what's going to, that's what's going to happen here. Feds are proposing to define Hispanic or Latino as a race. The administration is suggesting a non-scientific, completely not fact-based update for race and ethnicity definitions that... Would no long. I don't know anyone who ever also classified anybody of Middle Eastern or North African descent as white, but that's what they're arguing in this NBC piece. I'm so glad they're focusing on this instead of the fact that our strategic oil reserves are being depleted, and that if China got froggy, we wouldn't be able to handle anything in the Pacific. And by the way, that when the, the M1 Abrams that they promised, we're not even going to have enough to send. He's going to have to buy some and then send. We'll talk about that coming up. The footage is out of the Paul Pelosi attack. I just watched some of the video which we are going to have to discuss because it is weird. It is weird. We're breaking it down on uh, when we were off air here momentarily, as you heard from our sponsors. It is odd. And he's got a cocktail glass in his hand. He's got ice cubes and a drink in his hand. We're going to it's weird. We're going to discuss it. So you don't want to miss it. Uh, Also, a new SUV features electric door handles and pepper spray guns. This sounds kind of I don't know. It's it's a it's a California car maker, Rizvani. It's an apocalyptic military-grade SUV. Yeah, I really just pepper spray guns. I was hoping for like 50 cals or something. We got more in store. Stay with us. That Paul Pelosi video next. Weird. If you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about Keltec and all the reasons why they're one of my personal favorites when it comes to firearms. Privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P50. The P50 platform is based around a 50 round double stack magazine, which lays horizontally along the top of the grip. The 5.7 cartridge comes in several variants from sporting, hunting, personal defense and with how easy it handles its smooth shooting because it's well balanced and thus accurate you can definitely see Keltec's reliability and quality at work the p50 is fun on the range but it's also great for serious home protection to find out more about the p50 and all other Keltec weapons and products check out keltecweapons.com that's k-e-l-t-e-c weapons.com Keltec creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltechweapons.com. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. So, that Paul Pelosi video. Yeah, definitely don't want Just released. Hello. What you're hearing is them approaching the house. It's so weird. It is so weird. And the body cam footage is actually like very yeah. clear. We and we're just gonna because they the, the police arrive, they open the door, and we're trying to get some of this because it just is released. And 
We gotta. Uh, we gotta be careful with this. What's going on, man? So this is the. Hi. This is the. That's. And we're gonna have to drop the audio until we're able to find somebody to get it, to get to censor it because we we can't do it right now. Uh, but the video footage is wild. Uh, and it, I mean, they the cops open the door and Paul Pelosi's standing there in a button-up shirt and is looks like his boxer shorts and he's got a cocktail in the hand, in his hand. He's got looks like a, I don't know looks like a, a, a high, he's got a glass uh, ice stuff in it. And then you have the guy who's in the uh, the DePap guy who's in he's got tennis shoes on. He's got he's clothed and he's got the hammer and it's weird because they open the door the police open the door or the police didn't open Paul Pelosi opened the door but when Paul Pelosi opened the door it was were they he was he holding the wrist he was holding the wrist of the guy with his right hand uh the depap guy and he's got the hammer and then he's got his cocktail in his left hand and you can see the glass and then that's when Depap and uh, yeah, we should warn you. I mean, this the, he's assaulted. It's not easy to watch, and you know you don't want anybody, regardless of what they of what they think. You don't want anyone to ever, you know. Good heavens, this is not how we resolve things. But it is weird. It is so. I mean, l- just looking at the movement of the two men when the doors opened, Pelosi doesn't say anything. He just seems bewildered or and i say this not as like a pejorative not as a way to you know insult anybody or do anything like that but i i kind of wonder if he was not a little inebriated he's got you know it's late night he's got a cocktail in his hand and then this guy he looks relaxed like he just got in and then this guy who is in his tennis shoes and he's clothed the paper's clothed who is standing right there and Paul Pelosi doesn't say anything. And you can tell officers are trying to figure out what's kind of going on there. They can see, obviously, there's tension. There's something happening. And then all of a sudden, Tepap just goes and hits him hard with that hammer. And that's, uh, like I said, that's a little, that's difficult for anybody to watch, no matter who it is. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we're finishing out here with the bottom, hour, bottom of our first hour here this Friday. That video just being released, and I think it does raise a lot more questions than have been answered. Uh, and I've seen the full video. It's just horrible. It's horrible to watch. It is. I don't know why they waited so long to release it. And he, it's, I mean, it's, I don't think that the the guy, I think we've established that the assailant isn't some, isn't what the media was saying. He's not some crazy you know MAGA whatever I mean I think there's been enough discussion about DePap DePape's background to establish that he's not some crazy right-wing whatever because he because he's not I also don't think in the video I also don't don't know I don't think that Paul Pelosi was acting suspicious he looked bewildered Maybe a little inebriated, whether it was bewildered as in he can't believe he's in the situation or whether he's a little inebriated. He just looked a little, you know, and it's not. And and you have to understand a lot of people are watching when they see his reaction in this video for the first time. He's standing there and he kind of looks at the police and he's sort of smiling, but looks. I mean, this is after the DUI video came out and a lot of other. So they so people have seen him prior, you know, just 
inebriated with DUI videos. So they're kind of, I think people are referencing that whether it's intentionally or not mentally. But why was the guy there? How did the guy get in there? How did he get in there? He's standing there. How did he get in there? How it's just who who called? Because remember, it was said that there was a third party that called. Who was it that called the police? How did all this? There's a lot of questions about this. Now, I really reject the stuff that I that I hear from the left. Like, oh, you're just wanting this because you're wanting to, uh, you know, you're trying to argue something. No, here's why. I don't care who what somebody's politics are. I don't care, you know, where they. I don't want to see anything like this happen to anybody. And I also don't like the idea of our free and fair elections being jeopardized by violent individuals who would do harm to someone uh, who or their family was elected. I don't care who it is, because, you know, that that's what makes us better than the, the people who have violence every single time that they have elections. We don't do that. We observe our process in this republic. So that's why I look at it through the perspective that I do. But it is weird, guys. It's weird. It's weird. He's just, he's standing there. He's got, it looks like he, he comes across as like the guy just got, he just got in after a long day or maybe he was at the restaurant or club or whatever, made himself a cocktail. What, and can I just, I'm not making light of this. Every dude I know, Kane, you got, and Juan, and see if you guys can dis- disagree with me if you want. When dudes get home, pants gone. The shirt, even if it's a button-up, stays. That'll be the last thing. But the first thing that they got to do, right? They ditch the trousers, right? It's like a dude thing. That's a dude thing. There's like jokes about it. It's like stereotype. You know, it's a stere- It's a. It's a. It's a joke at this point. And I, I kind of got that feel watching this video. I don't know why the dude was there though. I don't think that there's enough in the video that indicates whether or not that they knew each other or whether any there was any kind of familiarity established. I don't think that we see enough in at least in the in the portion of the video in which they are there on camera together. There's not enough to indicate that. It's I'm not saying that there there isn't any kind of familiarity. I'm just saying there's not enough in the video to establish that there is. It is weird though. The whole thing is weird because he it's just not how we envision an intruder situation. You know what I mean? That is not how, I mean, they're kind of standing there like, and he's got the hammer in his hand and uh, Paul Pelosi's got his right hand on the hammer. And and no, with the other thing is at no time does he put down the cocktail glass to use his other hand to also help prevent himself from getting hit by the hammer. Did you notice that? He kept a hold of that cocktail glass. He did not put that cocktail glass down. Oh, that was, that's kind of interesting. So, this is the video that's just been released and we'll see if there's any kind of statements or anything on it. We'll, we'll bring it to you, but it is, it's just kind of, it is dang. It's just a weird video, weird video. I don't know how, you know, it's just that. So a couple of other things here. And I know Steve has been editing that because we've had the project Veritas. We've also had the, Detail, no statement from Pfizer. We have some economic headlines. Uh, and we're watching and the rest of this this video coming out. Is there surveillance video too that's been released? Because there's a body cam video and then there's also surveillance video. See if we can find that. Because I know that they had security, they had security cameras and they had surveillance. And that might give insight into, as to how this guy got in there. Because it's just been like, you know, kind of at this point, 
they said, they said, he said, she said, whatever. I think that that's going to be instructive. And I, one of the reasons why we all need to know about this now is because it was all presented as this is crazy right wing. And every time you criticize Nancy Pelosi, someone will attack her family. That's how the media presented this for you know weeks after this happened. So they created a situation where now uh, we, we demand answers because there were half a, half a population in this country whose characters were impugned simply because they voted for somebody else other than Joe Biden. And they were had their characters impugned and were basically, well, not basically, they were accused of being somehow culpable in what happened with Paul Pelosi. That's the way the left put it. They were the ones who went hard on this. So they got so far over their skis. Now, here's the, here's the situation. Now people demand answers. If you're going to accuse people or suggest or intimate that they're culpable in something like this, then you have the obligation of giving them answers. So we're owed any kind of, we're owed some security footage. You know they have it. So release that. Let's, we have some kind of surveillance footage. I know there's some, there's some out there. I, 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 there's, I think some on social media, but we'll, we'll get all of that. Okay, a couple of things. DirecTV. If you are uh, just hearing about this today, well, you're in the same boat as us. <laughs> How to put it. We just found out, actually, I found out about 10 o'clock Central Time that we were going to be on DirecTV today. So if for those who are watching, DirecTV picked up the first, which is the entity that helps to simulcast our nationally syndicated radio show. And we've done, we've had, I've had a radio show for over a decade now. We're in hundreds of markets across the country. And now DirecTV is, is, has the simulcast. And DirecTV had also Newsmax and one American News, and I don't know anybody at One American News. I've never, I don't have anything bad to say about any of them. I've known people at Newsmax uh, for a while, and obviously uh, the people who did the first used to work with Glenn Beck at The Blaze, too. And so the first has been simulcasting the radio program, what, for about two years now? Yeah, so carrying out on their, on their network. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a couple of things. I'm not going to get involved in anybody's business decisions, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to feed a media... Uh, a desire to create a frenzy where it's not helpful. I can't stand that stuff. I kind of go by the golden rule where it relates to uh, conservatives or people on my ideological side that I know. But I will say this. No one was censored and no one was banned. I, I, that is such an inaccurate talking point. It really is. Nobody was censored and nobody was banned. There are just certain decisions that are made with regards to business and that have to do with like fees or licensing. And if it doesn't work out, um, and that's was my understanding. And I know I don't, I don't run the business, so I don't know what the what kind of you know. I just I know like you, uh, what is publicly available. And apparently, Directv wanted certain, I think, uh, carriage fees, or they or they were being asked to provide a carriage fee when one had not been provided before and that changed the nature of the I, I think professional relationship because they didn't want to have to pass that cost on, et cetera, et cetera. So it's basically just business decisions. It's not because anybody was censored. It's not because conservatives were canceled and it's not because anybody was banned and do not be led as a way of leverage. Do not be manipulated because I do think it's a form of manipulation to make that claim. It's just because it's false. I mean, Fox nation was also put on direct TV as was the first. So if anything, more conservative voices were added, there are not fewer voices present 
present now. More were added, not taken away. So it's very difficult to make that argument. And I just I just get suspicious of the motives of the people who claim otherwise, because, again, nobody was censored and nobody was banned. We don't need people like Wesley Hunt sending letters in claiming or or suggesting that something happened when it didn't happen. So sometimes you kind of have to, I mean, I, I focus on the left, but I also don't like when people manipulate an absence of information in the public square in order to create a false impression or a false narrative of something that didn't happen, because that is not what happened. The end. Uh, so that's what I got to say about that. Just this is what it is. So we're happy to be on direct TV. Yeah. So you can... You can, you can come and hang out with us in the afternoon. I have a lot more for you. We have our second hour coming up. Our famous Florida Man segment is on the way. Dr. Robert Malone is going to join us to discuss all of the things with that Project Veritas video. Apparently now we also have the surveillance footage. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. Of everything that happened with Paul Pelosi. Welcome back to the program, Dana Lash here. We were just talking. The police should never have allowed that dude to hit him. With a hammer. There, he should never. How in the world did that happen? So we're watching some of the surveillance video. And he can. he's apparently what? I guess he's breaking into the back yeah. of the house. So that's. Oh, man. And he's, I guess, just hammering, trying to get into the back of the house. And that's how he gains access. Yeah. So. There's still so many questions. What gets me in watching this, and we were all just talking about this on break, how in the world? He's, he's got a deadly weapon in his hand, this DePape guy. He's got a deadly weapon in his hand. How are you letting, I mean, they should have said, drop it, drop it, drop it, drop it. You're going to, and I realized that when they opened the door, you know, it looked weird, you know, Paul Pelosi, maybe they, you know, I don't, I don't, who knows what was going through their heads, and I'm not going to sit here and second guess people right there, you know, who were in the line of it, but. I, 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 if you're asking me, I would have dropped the guy before I, that's me. I would have been like, drop the hand. Oh, you're not going to drop it. Boom. You're, you, you're clearly in a place where you shouldn't be. You are holding this thing in a very threatening, aggressive manner. And, uh, the other weird thing too, you brought up and came, we were discussing this is that Paul Pelosi didn't say, Oh, help me or anything like that. He just, he didn't say anything. No, he's actually smiling when the police opened the door. It was so weird. Do you think that that, and I'm just, this is just me trying to examine the situation. Do you think that that played into the response of the officers? Like they were thinking maybe it's like a domestic thing. They're friends and something, but whatever it was, it went violent. If you think about it, when you open the door and someone's there smiling, holding a cocktail, and also have their hand on the weapon that this guy, the other guy's holding, Yet no one is saying anything. At that point, I'm like, uh, I guess this is okay. I'm not really sure. But as soon as they directed him to drop the hammer and he's saying no, that to me as a law enforcement officer, I would have pulled my service weapon at that point yeah. or a taser and said, uh, you not complying with dropping that deadly weapon could end up in you dying. Well, they know so. that. I don't know what they're, because I, I think everybody has a different standard operating procedure, different police departments, like if they deploy taser or if they, you know, draw down and, and use lethal force. But I just think the moment that he was asked and he didn't say it, I mean, you do have split seconds to react. I, I would have dropped him just because he's there with a hammer. Clearly, you know, they know who Paul Pelosi is. They just, so there's, I have some questions about that as well. But I think that the one thing that did was proven is that it, it wasn't some like MAGA guy. 
that did this. We have so much more on the way. Dr. Robert Malone is going to join us on that Pfizer video. I know lots of video out today. Stay with us. Second hour on the way. House Republicans demand answers on Afghanistan. America's arsenal is getting dangerously low after sending so many weapons to Ukraine. And Chicago's mayor has a curious approach to crime. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day for conservatives, and hopefully a lot of laughs too. Join us. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know what percentage of AA and Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders is in this administration? I can't even tell what he's saying anymore at this point the hell is this man saying welcome back to the program top of our second hour ladies and gents dana lash here always so good to be with you and it's friday as you join me across the beautiful plains of the usa we're gonna just slide y'all into your weekend but i got some weird video to share with you we were doing a little bit of it earlier so good to be with you and if you're listening in one of the markets across the country you can also watch the simulcast on youtube facebook through the first now on DirecTV. Kane, what's that channel? 349. 349. Yep. And if and I addressed all that stuff last hour. We'll put that clip up so you have a quick and easy 60-second explainer. All right. So it is uh, it's wild. So we got the we have with the Paul Pelosi thing, we have the police body cam footage, which was released. And then there was the surveillance footage that was released. And I am, I am, I'm literally made of questions right now. Um, specifically, I want to go back really quickly. Now, if we play this, just to let you know, we're not carrying the audio of it because, well, I don't know if we, we've, we've played some of it already, but just so you know, it, I mean, it does show, you know, a man getting hit with a hammer. It's horrible video. I don't care. I don't care. This is the censored version. I wanted to play this real quickly. This is the body cam footage when police are showing up. If you're watching on the simulcast, if you're listening, I'll explain. Uh, it's the it's the body cam footage of when police show up to the Pelosi's home in San Francisco. They knock on the door and they're kind of looking around and the door opens and then it gets weird. Super weird. How you doing? Because you got Paul Pelosi button up shirt. What I think are boxers. Yeah, and then he's got a cocktail in his hand. In his left hand, he's got the cocktail. Got to give him points for not letting that go. He's got his left. He got the cocktail in his left hand. He's holding the that DePape guy. He's holding DePape's wrist with his right hand. DePape has the hammer, and it's weird. And I, I go back and forth because I think I would have dropped DePape. I don't know what San Francisco standard operating procedure is, but I think I would have dropped him when he didn't release the hammer before he hit Pelosi. And I know that there are only seconds. I mean, it's, it is just, it's weird. And I, there's one guy who listens. He goes, well, his name's Dennis. He goes, well, you know, they could have been hanging pictures. I mean, you can't blast the guy for holding the hammer. Yes, but someone called police there, not because someone was hanging pictures. That's the thing. I mean, I totally understand what he's saying, but someone called because they said that there was someone who was in. I mean, so let's not forget. That's what police were responding to. They were responding to a call. Can we? uh, I love how Juan has the still on DePape's hind end. Just got to put that out there. (laughs) 
They, I mean, it's in my monitor, and I'm looking up, and I'm seeing this guy's, you know, butt. I'm like, what in the world? Um, <laughs> points to Juan for that. But remember, police were called to the house. Do we have any answers on that, by the way? Because original nobody, there hasn't been a lot of discussion about that. So it's not like they were just driving around and they knock on the door and they're like, what are you guys doing? Are you hanging pictures? I mean, it wasn't something like that. They were called to the house for a reason. I also think that it confused maybe police just a bit because when they show up, you have Paul Pelosi cocktail in hand and he just kind of has his hand. It didn't. I got to tell you, just from initial viewing, and I'm only going on what I see in the video, it it doesn't look like it's, I mean, if it's not serious enough for the guy to drop his cocktail and then defend himself, I mean, I'm wondering, you know, how I'm sure police are processing all this too. So I go back and forth on this, but if I had been called out because of an intruder and Pelosi doesn't say anything, that's the other thing that makes it weird. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't say, help me, or I'm glad you're here, I need your assistance. He doesn't say anything. He just kind of, he sort of smiles and he looks awkward and he, I don't know if he's drunk. He's got a cocktail in his hand. I don't know if he's drunk. I don't know if he's just bewildered. You also don't know if he had been hit prior. That's the other thing. I mean, he could have been hit prior and maybe he was, you know, concussed and he was sort of like dazed. That's also a possibility. So I'm just looking at all of this. I will say this too. Conservatives were really smeared in the beginning of this and I saw some people saying, well, this just completely blows up all of the conservative uh, theories and conspiracy theories and everything. Let's not forget who did what first. The, the conservatives, Republicans, whatever, were immediately had their characters impugned. They were immediately smeared. They were said that because of their just routine criticism of the Speaker of the House, that that means that they shared culpability in the attack of the Speaker's husband. Which is bizarre, but that's the argument that they ran with. That is what they went out and were telling everybody. We, you heard it, you were hit over the head with it, you know, yourself. Like watching, you know, all the headlines and all the commentary on the on cable, on the networks, in newspaper, everywhere. You were constantly being blamed. You criticized Nancy Pelosi once, you're culpable in this attack on her husband. It's silly, but they ran with that. They said this guy was a big MAGA dude. They, you all remember this. And then, and then it wasn't really networks that were, that proved that incorrect. It was independent journalists and local journalists that went to where he lived. They saw the BLM flag. They saw all this other stuff. Uh, They talked to the neighbors. They were talking to the family. The guy was a big leftist. In fact, it kind of seemed as though he didn't think Pelosi was left enough. That was my interpretation of it. But the bottom line is that the claim that this guy was inspired by MAGA was completely blown apart. They never addressed that. They never acknowledged that. They never apologized for it. And then there were legitimate questions that people on the right brought up in response to the initial reports. Who was it that called police? Who opened the door? Someone was in their boxers. We're both in their boxers. And when in an absence, in a, in, a, in a time when you have an absence of information, you will have theories that emerge. 
And sometimes I think it's done on purpose. Sometimes I think people withhold information so that they can just sort of, they can prime the conspiracy theory and get trying to get things going more and more and more. Honestly, I don't know what the hesitancy was in releasing this video because there's nothing in there that would have in any way uh, compromised police. Um, there's not anything that, I, I just don't know why they waited so long to release it. That would have shut everybody up right away. But the bottom line is that the whole MAGA thing was not true. Uh, it is still weird. It's still a weird video. And I was just, you know, telling you that, it, you know, it's weird for maybe, we don't know, maybe a number of other reasons. I am leaning towards the idea that maybe there was a struggle and he got hit and was dazed because, but then he still had his hand on his cocktail glass and he saw the ice in it and everything else. So then that kind of takes away from that. I just don't know. It is so weird. I mean, if somebody intrudes in my house, well, I mean, I'm of a different ideological uh, ideological bent than Paul Pelosi, but I mean, I do drills for crying out loud, right? Like we, I do drills and I do all of this stuff. Like I've, we've trained hours to like to prepare for, you always train for skills that you hope to never use. That's only in self-defense do you do that kind of stuff. But if I, and I know you all feel the same way. If he'd have broken in all our houses, it did have been dropped. I wouldn't have sat there and played tug of war over a hammer holding a cocktail. And the, and that Pelosi, the Paul Pelosi didn't just bash him in the head with that. I mean, I just, there's so many things that are weird. And yes, we do deserve answers. Had the left not said what they said, had the left not just raced to immediately smearing their ideological and political opponents by claiming that anyone, and they did, I'm not using some sort of blanket argument that's really what it was they claimed that anyone who was criticizing pelosi that you are culpable in this because they went so far because they made up this whole political background for this guy and attributed all of this to the right now the right is owed answers i mean if you're not gonna i I don't expect the left to ever apologize for what they did because they don't and or to even really acknowledge it they'll just move on and hope the momentum of them moving on to the next topic kind of obscures the thing that they're running from but There's answers that are owed. Bottom line. It's a weird video. And I don't want to be interpreted as though I'm like criticizing police. I'm just, I'm not. Because it's weird. It's a weird situation. I just, and he stayed, it's just weird. I don't even, Kane, it's, I don't even know how to describe this as anything other than weird or bizarre. I can't believe he didn't drop that drink. No, I know. Dude. But it's also, it raises more questions for me. Yeah. Because he clearly did answer the door when before the the story was that no one answered the door, right. that they witnessed something and then... Right. So it just, it literally raises more questions. Also, the guy we saw in the CCTV footage, in the surveillance footage, him breaking in through the back door, why then would Pelosi even have, why would Paul have a cocktail in his hand while he's at the front door with this guy? Like, I, I just have more questions. Yeah. It, I just, yeah, I, have, I think I have more questions even than I did going into this. And then they released some of the security surveillance video where he was in the, was it the backyard, I guess? And he was trying to, he was breaking into their home. So I don't know, maybe, I, I, I don't know, like the, the question still that I have, how long was he in the home before police showed up? Who was it that called 911? How long was the guy in there when they called? Police, how long was this guy in the house before police showed up? Um, was there a struggle before? Like, what was, 
I don't know. I'm just have it's you know what's weird? You know what it is? And I have a ton of other things I want to hit, but you know, do you know what it is? It's the presence of the cocktail glass. Right? That throws you. Now they have also some of the 911 calls that were released and when we get that, I want to play some of that because I think that's also going to um enlighten people uh about all of this. Uh, and maybe give, you know, who was it? Who was the who's the person that called? It's just just wild. So that's uh, if you're joining us, that's the the Paul Pelosi body cam footage, the of the attack released and the surveillance security surveillance footage, which has been released by uh, San Francisco, <laughs> San Francisco PD. I, I just there's just a lot. And then, of course, the 911 call as well. So, uh, ooh, quite a lot. I don't, um, I just don't, again, I just don't know why this wasn't released in the first place. It, I will say it doesn't look like a lover's quarrel. But he either looks dazed or just three sheets to the wind. Right? I don't know what it is. One of the, we'll see. Some of the other things that we're going to hit on today, folks, we got some foreign policy stuff because now there's the argument. Russia's now at war with NATO in the West. They're not, though. They really aren't. I realize that that's a popular talking point that that's some are trying to push, but they're not. Oh, well, Russia's going to take over Ukraine and then the then they're going to be bordering uh, NATO countries. Russia already borders NATO countries. Hi, Estonia and Latvia would like to have a word. So we're going to get into some of this stuff as well. Media, you know, the AP, how they the whole tweet that they had out yesterday about the French and you can't say the word the Bill Clinton would also like a word. You know, what is, you know, the, the what does that mean? Uh, now they're trying to walk it back and it just made it funnier. So we have this. We have a ton of stuff. Our friend, Dr. Robert Malone, is going to join us because he's breaking down that Project Veritas story on Pfizer. And I've got questions related to the directed evolution. So we're going to talk all about that coming up. Don't miss. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. So this came out yesterday. The FDA is going to ease their ban on monogamous gay and bisexual men who are donating blood, relaxing a policy that was implemented during the 1980s when the AIDS epidemic kicked off. Those restrictions, they said they're supposed to be part of proposed changes in the coming days. They are not yet finalized. Uh, but that is something after Congress and the American Red Cross and others Uh, had asked for them to drop the ban that was put in place with that. So the monogamous part, I think, is the is the caveat there. Uh, Also, TikTok, right? We we talk a lot about TikTok, which is an app owned by the CCP uh, and developed by it. So their lobbying apparently doubled. Their owner spent a record amount lobbying in 2022 right as we're having all of these discussions about nat- national security concerns they're the chinese parent company of tiktok called bite dance and its subsidiaries spent a personal record amount lobbying in 2022 right as tiktok is facing these national security concerns and threats of bans in the united states so they finished last year by dropping over well over almost a million and a half into its lobby activity uh, lobbying activity during the fourth quarter according to new disclosures bringing the 2022 total to about five and a half million dollars and 5.2 million of its influence was uh, on influence campaigning for influence that was the previous high back in 2021 and of course now more discussions about their influence and pressure because of their own by ccp 
Europe is diversifying its diesel sources ahead of a ban on Russian fuel. Europe is buying more diesel from the United States and Saudi Arabia in preparation of the EU's forthcoming ban on seaborne imports of Russian refined products. Yet Europe still remains the biggest buyer of Russian diesel, according to industry data, which was released yesterday evening. We have more in store. Dr. Robert Malone joins us next on Project Veritas' story and that whole directed evolution thing. Stay with us. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's Chapter and Verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at DanaLash.com. Hey there. Is this seat taken? You work for Pfizer. My question for you is, why does Pfizer want to hide from the public the fact that they're mutating the COVID viruses? Is this real life? I'm literally a liar. I was trying to impress a person on a date by lying. Uh, this please, is please, absurd. Please don't touch me. Well, this is not why the way. Why don't, are you doing Don't this? tell anybody. Someone who's just working at a company to literally help the public. You f***ed up. You really did. Please read the cost. It's serious about why it's really very unsafe. Can you please unlock your door? No, no, don't let them leave. Please unlock the door. Give them what is going on here. Stop. Please unlock the door. Please unlock the door. Unlock the door. We're trying to get unlock the door. Golly. And yeah, who did lock the door? Somebody locked the door with that. That's the video from uh, my very good friend James O'Keefe and Project Veritas showing this Pfizer executive. He's on camera admitting to all of these things, things that we always discussed and had suspicions of and kind of knew. But to see it so resolutely confirmed in a, in a cavalier kind of way by this guy was truly eye-opening. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. You can listen around the country, hundreds of affiliates from uh, the radio program side. You can also watch us on YouTube, Facebook, The First, through now, DirecTV, Channel 349. Joining us now. He's been on the show before. We so appreciate his time. Dr. Robert Malone, as you know, he is the original inventor of the mRNA vaccine platform used by the very Pfizer company we're talking about, Moderna, as well. And he's been so outspoken with all of this. And he has the unityprojectonline.com. Uh, Dr. Malone, always so good to be with you. I'm so grateful you were able to, to join us today. He joins us by phone. I wanted to get your original, your just initial reaction when you saw this video come out and you saw what and heard everything that this executive was saying, their hurt and rescue approach when he was talking about uh, directed evolution as, a po- as opposed to gain of function research. It just seemed, you know, like a re- rhetoric to me. Uh, it, what was your what was your initial thought? I was stunned. So I got to see this as a embargoed release because they wanted to record my own comments and, and a reaction, which they did, and that's appended in their um, released video. But the, the, the content is shocking, of course, but deeper than that, for me, what was stunning was what this person said in his behaviors, his gestures, his um, mannerisms about the corporate culture of Pfizer, that this would be somebody who is it's either two or three levels below Borla, before below the CEO, behaving in this way. It, it's he's incredibly immature in his behavior. Um, cavalier, seems to have absolutely no empathy, no recognition of the huge human tragedy that has gone on here. Um, and and he's the you know the the acknowledgement that this is all about money 
and using this crass language like cash cows, things that we all, as you say, we all say, but to have this coming out of the mouth of a senior Pfizer global executive responsible for strategic planning for mRNA products uh, is, I, I was just stunned. And then underneath that, the immunology that he's talking about is garbage. Mm. Uh, monkeys are not humans. Serial passaging in monkeys is not going to get you to what they're talking about. And, and the, for me, the epiphany was later, as I was thinking about all of this, what this means underneath it, as I said on Tucker last night, is that Pfizer recognizes that their products aren't working and they cannot get out ahead of the virus. And so they're now reaching to, for extraordinary measures, really illegal activities, because they're frustrated that they can't make a product that works. Wow, that's a very good point. We're talking with Dr. Robert Malone, who's responding to this Pfizer video that Project Veritas published. There hasn't been a statement from Pfizer. I mean, it's been over 48 hours now. No statement from oh, Pfizer oh, yet. More Do you? Than that, Dana. <laughs> more than that, Dana. This has been amazing watching, okay? And it illustrates the power of Pfizer as Tucker pointed out yesterday, but he didn't even begin to scratch the surface. Within really minutes of when this was released, there became a memory holding project, the likes of which I have never seen before. Everything about this gentleman became scrubbed off the internet and scrubbed off the Wayback Machine. Google immediately started monitoring and managing, manually managing searches because this was trending so hot. Just like they did after I was on the Rogan podcast and I said those three words, mass formation psychosis, mm -hmm. uh, that caused uh, Silicon Valley to just lose bladder control. And the same exact things, the same screenshot clips of what Google put up as it was manually mod modifying the search results, which illustrates how tightly connected Google is to Pfizer. Yeah. I mean, the, the, it, what, what happened? And then another example, um, the Daily Mail in the UK put up an article covering Veritas's uh, release. That. It was the only one. And it was immediately pulled down. I saw that too. My link no longer worked. I thought that was quite interesting. All the way reaching all the way over. To, and that's one of the largest, for people unfamiliar with Daily Mail, it's a, a British-based publication, but they have the largest distribution, I think, in the world. So that was pretty significant. That's what Dr. Malone's pointing out. The fact that they were able to even have that suppressed and i don't know how what else you would say of it i mean because it's not up there that should be above the fold so to speak and it's not that's pretty powerful so so pfizer what all the evidence is that pfizer has decided to just lock down batten the hatches and hope this blows over so another thing they've done is they've shut off all comments on any of their social media sites except to people that they follow um so only friends can comment on <laughs> pfizer right now and uh, they also shut off all the comments in all of their media outreach channels, et cetera. They won't talk. They won't talk to Fox News. Mm. Um, they they they've batten down the hatches and they're hoping they can weather the storm. We're talking to Dr. Robert Malone. This is I, I wanted to ask you a question about because you had mentioned how they were they they're. They can't get ahead of this virus and they cannot develop a product for the lack of something better to call it to actually stop it. They're still operating under this emergency use authorization, which allows that because he, he's talking about in the U.S. Yes, in the U.S. He's, he's talking about what is essentially this hurt and rescue business model. We're going to have gain of function research and we're going to figure out all the different ways that we can combat this and we're going to package it and sell it. 
Am I correct in thinking they're still able to do that because of that emergency use authorization still? No, um, technically. So this whole issue of gain of function or they're calling it directed evolution, which is really tomato versus tomato. Um, it's wordplay, mm. uh, as as we've seen done all the way through with all this propaganda. But um, they they're they're operating globally, remember? And as I mentioned last night, one of their tightest relationships has to do with the Israeli government, which has not signed the biowarfare treaty. There's all kinds of places Pfizer can do this. Don't think just nationally. Pfizer is um, one of the most powerful companies in the world, and they can kind of really tell governments what to do. They have enough financial power. And they really did what they did with Europe in particular and many of the other states, and to a significant extent the United States, is they used fear, they promoted fear, they they bought media to produce fear. And in so doing, they intimidated the politicians from all over the world and put them in a box in which if they didn't play by Pfizer's rules, which included indemnification, then they had no all functional alternative. And so politicians faced with public pressure were put in a box where they had to sign these really egregious contract agreements with Pfizer. I mean, the whole thing has just been a brutal game of hardball. Yeah, and all of us indeed. have been the victims. What, what do you think is, because the impact of this video, I think, is pretty significant. I mean, especially since I think the last time you and I spoke, we were discussing how they were trying to get kids on this vaccine schedule, which also, in a way, the way that I understand how the law works is that it kind of removes them from any sort of liability that may result. Yeah, that has to do with some unique clauses in uh, American law having to do with the vaccines and the uh, vaccine for children program. But uh, what what we're dealing with here is something that's you know perverse far beyond that. And uh, Pfizer Pfizer has a situation where they have a single customer. It's a perfect situation as they were talking about. It's an ideal cash cow. They have a single customer. It's the U.S. government. The U.S. government promotes. They advertise the product for Pfizer, um, and then they distribute it, and then they mandate it. And then they uh, deploy all of these various censorship strategies for anybody who raises any concerns about it. I mean, it's I I suspect that when we and and you know we know now from the Twitter files that Mr. Scott Gottlieb, mm -hmm. uh, who is uh, the exemplar of the revolving door that the gentleman was speaking of, he left the FDA senior position as overall director took a two-month vacation and then joined Pfizer's board of directors with a very nice juicy salary. Um, and then he's busy, caught now in the Twitter files, interacting with Twitter to tell them to censor tweets from Jeff, from Brett Gior, who uh, functionally in terms of rank within the White House was I think three levels above where um, uh, Gottlieb was at the time. And, uh, and Gior, appropriately tweeted out information early on about natural immunity mm -hmm. and Gottlieb acted to have that information suppressed on behalf of, of uh, Pfizer. The, the corruption here, the ability of this company to control the narrative, to control governments, this is the consequence of Bill Clinton's uh, passage and advocacy for the law that enabled 
the pharmaceutical industry to advertise directly in the United States, a practice that only one other country allows in the world. And that's incredibly significant. Dr. Robert Malone, we're, we're grateful you were able to give us some of your time today. I know we're going to be talking again soon because I have a feeling, as is in keeping with the way Project Veritas does things, that this is probably only one of more to more videos to yeah. come. So we're going to have more. We're going to have more things to talk about. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Have a great weekend. We appreciate you. Thanks a lot, Dana. Bye bye. We have more to come, folks. Too as we roll into the bottom of this. Actually, towards the end of the second hour, we got Florida men on the way, and then we got our third hour on the way as well. Yeah, I haven't imagined. I haven't imagined that there's more to come with us. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida man. Man, I did not know how to interpret this story that this Florida, this is a Florida woman story. So this happened in Pinellas Park. Police say that a Florida woman battered a convenience store clerk with a pair of Slim Jim B sticks after being accused of shoplifting. Now, how are you going to be doing the Slim Jims like that? I mean, that's like, I don't have an official show jerky, but I'm just saying. 40-year-old Casey Brazil is the... A person named is going into the Sitco gas station. She began shoplifting. The 34-year-old female clerk caught her in the act and confronted her. So off the, one of the officers with Pinellas Park Police reported that she pushed the clerk to get past and then struck the clerk with two Slim Jim beef sticks that she was stealing. The clerk was not injured during the scuffle. The Brazil admitted to the battery after she was read her rights. Okay, can I just say, she's being held in county jail $2,600 bond, you don't shoplift, right. but also you ain't going to be hurting anybody with two Slim Jims. No. I mean, no. that's, they're like big pencils. You're not going to be hurting nobody with, I'm just saying. I know my beef jerky. I am a beef jerky connoisseur, so just yeah, saying. Yeah, and then I'm going to have the people out there who are going, Slim Jims ain't beef jerky. That's You know, we'll argue about that all day long. That's fine. That's all right. All right, next up. Oh, gosh. This, uh, <sighs> Miami Herald, what do you say that old people aren't innocent? I say not all old people okay. are innocent. Well, case in point, an 81-year-old woman is accused of, cl- of kicking a male police officer, quote, full force in the groin. While she was being arrested at a Florida restaurant, according to Cape Coral Police, the woman also threatened to kill the arresting officer once she was free of her handcuffs, police said in a news release. It happened just Tuesday this week. Police were alerted to a disturbance in progress at Fathom's Restaurant and Bar in Cape Coral. And the caller said that a female was being combative with restaurant employees, was trying to punch them. And when cops showed up, that they said that they made contact with the woman. She was visibly intoxicated. In an intoxicated rage, she grabbed one of the officers by the back of the neck and began slapping the officer's hands as she was being escorted to a quieter place at the establishment. That's from the affidavit. The dispute escalated. Profanity screamed. Officers asked the woman for her name and identification. I cannot say on air what she said in response. While being placed in handcuffs, she kicked the officers and then struck one with full force in the groin area. And then en route to Lee County Jail, she claimed that she was going to kill the arresting officer the second she was out of handcuffs. Now, she apparently lives near the restaurant. She's been charged with all kinds of stuff. Disorderly conduct. Three counts of battery on a law enforcement officer. Intimidation in the form of threatening death or serious bodily harm to an officer as well. The arresting officer did not require medical treatment. Did I say she was 81? Man. 81 years old. Dang. Just saying. Woo! Uh, yeah. 
I don't even know if I want to share this one. This is this. Oh, that one's so. Some of these are just so bad. Uh, let's see. Another. Uh, 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 uh. A uh, Florida woman or Florida man, excuse me, was was arrested during a scheduled delivery of one pound of meth. Man, oh man. Traveling Florida drug dealer was arrested after authorities learned of a scheduled scheduled drop off. They showed up and intercepted the goods. And this happened just the other day. Indian River County Sheriff's Office, their special investigations unit, they learned of a special delivery, wink, wink, scheduled to take place in the Whispering Palms neighborhood, where the palms whisper. They found that 25-year-old Devon Taylor of Oxford was going to be traveling to Indian River County to deliver one pound of methamphetamine, and it was going to be distributed in the neighborhoods. So the detectives closed in. Taylor tried to run away. And he ran off behind a resident. A residential area was seen uh, reaching towards his waistband. He was apprehended after a brief foot chase, and a gallon-sized storage bag containing all the meth was recovered. So he's in lots of trouble. He's got lots of charges on him now. You can never run. You're never going to get away. Third hour on the way. All the latest with the Paul Pelosi video. All the latest with the Pfizer video. All kinds of stuff. Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. Back after this. I view the world from Park Avenue. I view it where the wealthy, in fact, you get if everything works well for them, all is going to trickle down and help the rest of us. Well, I come from a background where that never worked. Mm, I have no clue what he's saying. Good heavens. I can thank Steve Graham for that. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Uh, top of our third hour. And all kinds of, there's all kinds of stuff. I mean, we have this. The whole, all is going to trickle down and help the rest. What is that even? Does he know what he's talking about? Did he veer off the speech? Did he veer off the talking points? I'm, I'm wondering. Because I, I have like a whole bunch of sound bites here. None of it makes sense. It makes as much sense as that Pelosi video where you, you walk in, you're just like, what is happening here? What, you, you look at the video and you have no clue what's going down. Uh, anyway, top of the third hour. Dana Lash here with you. And uh, we're going to get you all situated into your weekend, get you kicked off for your Friday. So we'll have our discussion with Dr. Robert Malone. That's going to be up on uh, Facebook. So if you missed our discussion with him, he was responding to the Pfizer video. So, yeah, we got that video, too. He was responding to that and the, you know, ultimately what that means and what's to come. Still no, you're not going to have a response from Pfizer. They're going to bury it and hope to go on fait accompli. That's what they want. That's that's the way it is. All right. So a few other things here. The the Republicans are all meeting. They're all coming together to choose uh, an RNC chair, whether it's going to be somebody like Harmie Dillon, whether they keep Ronna McDaniel. Uh, that's that remains to be seen. Uh, we also have the I'm going to pull this up. We've had a whole we, we've been getting into uh, as well the latest maneuvers with Ukraine and how we're sending all these M1 Abrams tanks. It's going to take a year, though. And apparently, according to some of the news I read today, we don't even have enough to send. The Pentagon admitted it. They said, no, we're going to actually have to buy more to send. Well, what were the billions that we sent? I'm sorry. Were the billions of dollars that we sent over to Ukraine did what? I mean, we have no accountability. I have every right to ask that. I'm a taxpayer, as are you. We have every right to ask why. Where's the accountability? What did the money? I mean, how many billions have we sent over there? I mean, it's, it's a legitimate question. Well, now we hear the Pentagon says, yeah, we don't have uh, hi. We don't have any M1 Abrams in surplus. It's not like we just have a repository of M1 Abrams tanks, right? We just don't. 
We don't have any excess in stock. It's literally what the, the deputy Pentagon press secretary told reporters yesterday. So that means months. It could take months. In fact, like a year. I think that's I, everybody's saying that it would even be a year before they would get these. And they said, were you? We took that into account. You know, trying to procure this. Germany sending some of theirs. They said they're going to be. They're going to provide its more M1A2 advanced. Their more advanced model M1A2. And um, I hear so much discussion. Oh, Russia's now at war with NATO and the West. There are people who are really pushing this. They're not. They're not. They're they're fighting with Ukraine over territory, over borders. That's what they're fighting about. They're fighting over those things. That's just the way of it. It's not, they're not at war with NATO. This argument that I hear from people that, well, if, if Ukraine were to, if, they were, if Russia was to succeed and they take over Ukraine, then they're going to be at the, the back door. They're going to be at the doorstep of, of NATO countries. Well, they already are. Estonia and Latvia would like to have a word. They border them already. So that's not a, that's not a good defense. I just, you see why people have a hesitancy when you don't, answer questions and you have no accountability you have a hesitancy and the world health organization stuff like this doesn't help they published this thing people are asking are they preparing for nuclear war published a list of medicines for nations to stockpile in case of radiation or nuclear emergency as the eu says well russia's at war with the west when has russia not been at war with the with the west my whole life russia's disliked the west you grow up with it. It's just, you just, it's just something that's just part of who you are as an American. You grow up with it. When have they not been? I don't know. I, a lot of weeping and gnashing of teeth, and I wonder for what. Now, a couple of other things. I wanted to touch on this AP thing real quick, and then we're going to dive back into some of the latest stuff happening. So the Associated Press yesterday, their style book, anybody who went to J school knows the AP style book, right? You know how to do your headlines and up style and all this other stuff and, you know, how to do your, 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 your punctuation. So they tweeted out <laughs> that to not say the word the, they said the original tweet said, quote, we recommend avoiding general and often dehumanizing the labels such as the poor, the mentally ill, the French, the disabled, the college educated. Instead, use wording such as people with mental illnesses and use these descriptions only when clearly relevant. So my question was, OK, so can you just call the people with mental illnesses? Are you saying just call them the French or sorry, French people? I don't know. Like it was very weird. So they ended up deleting it and they said, OK. The use of, quote unquote, the French in this tweet by AP was inappropriate and has caused unintended offense. An updated tweet is coming. <sighs> Remember yesterday we had the headline how BuzzFeed was going to rely upon chat GPT, AI, artificial intelligence to actually write its content. Wall Street Journal had the story yesterday. I'm not making this up, which seems kind of ap- appropriate. Remember when we told also journalists to learn to code? Well, now it seems like the code has learned to journo, right? <laughs> I don't know. So I actually, I, I think I actually support that now. Could it be any worse than what we have? It's all about how you, it's all the, the parameters by which you, you give the AI, right? Isn't that how it works? It's all those, it's the whatever parameters you give it and it writes within those, those, those boundaries, 
Mm. So I actually do support it at this point. Earlier today, we were discussing, actually, when we started the show, right when we started the show, the video came out, the Paul Pelosi stuff. Uh, the, actually, it was the body cam footage that was released. And that was made available along with, and I'm pulling up, because some of the surveillance video, I only actually just saw it last hour. You know, everything was dropping while we were on air. Uh, but also the security footage and it showed the surveillance footage from their security cameras in the back it showed DePape uh, breaking into the back of the home and then when police arrived and they opened the you know somehow the door was open someone made a really good point Kane who opened the door was it Pelosi because didn't he he had a drink in one hand he did and his hand on the drink was in his left hand and his right hand was on DePape's wrist and DePape had the hammer with both hands. Now, from what I'm seeing, it looks like he opened the door, but then immediately put his hand on the hammer after that. So I can't imagine the the perpetrator opened the door, but... No, I can't either. It's just weird. It does raise more questions. And the security footage showed him busting a window with a hammer before entry. The video's bad. I mean, it is... It It is just... It's It's bad. Uh, so, you know, caution when we, we had to, as we dropped it, we had someone who was sassy with us. Like, why didn't you just play the audio? Well, when the, this is how, this is how production works because when the video was just released, uh, you had to censor it because we're a nationally syndicated radio show. We have our simulcast. I don't really want to pay a five figure fine for hundreds of affiliates for airing words that the FCC doesn't like. And I kind of made that clear when we first had the video, but uh, we've had it censored now. Steve was able to do it, but it is, it's, it's bad. I have so many questions though. Still, why didn't, there was no alarm that went off. I like what Lorraine said, who's a contributor to our newsletter over at Substack called chapter and verse. She said, I think he was drunk. He came home. He was drunk. He passed out, took his pants off, passed out in a shirt. Uh, this guy wakes him up, you know, nine one one's called who called. And then that's how it went down. So he w- that's probably why his reactions were so weird. That makes sense, right? Yeah. That kind of makes some sense. Also, what is the full history with this guy and Paul Pelosi? Because that would explain maybe why the police weren't immediately called or why when the door was opened, there wasn't a cry for help. Like, why wouldn't Paul just immediately when the door's open and he sees the cops just say, hey, help me here. This guy's trying, you know. Is like, drunk a good, I'm not saying this to be funny. Is no. drunk a good enough excuse? Maybe. I don't know. It just still, for me, it just raises more questions. I know. I have, we have lots of questions with us, but you can't ask them because you're encouraging attacks. That's what we've been told by the media for so long. A lot of people are own apologies. So, again, the drink, though. The drink is what throws it for me. He's got a button-down shirt. He's just holding his drink. You know how, like, you if you have people over and you got your cocktail and you just start at the door and you open the door and got your drink in hand. And he's, he's with one hand, dealing with this dude with a hammer. And in the other hand, he's got, he's got his, his drink. Now, I had said this earlier. And I talked about a little, we talked about it on air, and I also discussed it a little bit on, on Twitter. But the, I, I don't know what the standard operating procedure is, meaning I don't know if San Francisco PD has, uh, if, they, if they deploy taser or however they do it. But I just think you're, you're called to the home initially because of reports of an intruder. So you already know that there is an element of danger as to why you're responding. 
you get there and you see a guy holding a hammer. Now, it makes it a little confusing because you got Paul Pelosi, who is the individual who resides in the home. It's his house. He's got a drink in his hand and he's just kind of he seems it seems casual. I do think that his his he looks scared in his face there towards. I mean, it's all seconds. But it's just it's odd. And I I don't know. I I was telling Kane, I think I would have dropped DePape after the first request for him to release the hammer and he didn't. You know, and someone had said, well, you can't just assume. Well, you know, you're called there. There's an I mean, you, you realize that there's an element of danger. You're called there in response to an intrusion, a home invasion. That makes it different. Yeah. And when the cops requested him to do it and he just outright says, uh, no, like he literally says, uh, no, then I Pop. am at that moment, Taser or whatever. my service weapons out. Yeah. I mean, he's got a violent weapon. He's got a deadly weapon in his hand. That's assault with a deadly weapon. And I will have you know that according to the criminal statistics that are compiled every single year and that are available uh, online, uh, the criminal statistics, it's, it's blunt objects, hand, feet and fists, objects like hammers that are actually more responsible for homicides than the illegally possessed and illegally carried handguns that are often that are usually purchased on the black market and they're carried by repeat offenders so that's it absolutely is a deadly weapon it's assault with a deadly weapon. i I mean i would have immediately he's got a a deadly weapon uh he refused to release it so there you go but that that cocktail though i saw the ice cubes on the floor at one point and it looked like it was relatively newly made I'm not saying this to be weird or anything else. It's just things that you look at. Like, so that cocktail looks like it couldn't have been made that long ago. What did he, what did he make himself a drink? And then what was the period of time before this guy goes in and then the security, because I don't believe the surveillance, the security footage from the backyard has a timestamp on it that I remember seeing. Oh, does it? It did. It said 5.08 a.m. on the, uh, on the CCTV. 5.08 a.m. Now, we know that sometimes these video cameras, the camp, the timestamps aren't set exactly correctly, mm-hmm. but that's what the timestamp said. It said October 28th, 5.06, What's the timestamp on then the body cam footage? Uh, that's a good question. What does it say there? Because that'll right? indicate then, you know, the, the span of time there. I'm looking at my monitor and it's kind of, it's kind of cut off a bit, but. I mean, that, that would kind of give, you know, maybe indicate a little bit about the time there. Yeah, that one says 0931, which would imply 9 a.m., 9.31 a.m. So, that ain't right. So, like I said, the timestamps aren't necessarily accurate on some of these. And that may just be minutes. I think that's like, I think that's minutes. I think that's how Possibly. the minutes of footage. I don't necessarily think, because that has the date on there. I think it's nine minutes and 31 seconds of, of footage on that body cam, uh, but not necessarily the date. Because I don't think the date, I don't, or the time, I don't think the time is on there. But that would be, I mean, that's one thing. I mean, maybe we could, you know, have have that. Right. How much time elapsed between exactly. the time he broke in the back and the time the cops are at the front door? And the reason I bring that up is because, you know, the, I mean, it looks like a freshly made kind of cocktail, and it was spilled all over the floor. And that's one of the things I noticed. And the reason that I'm asking this is because I'm, I, I wonder what transpired between the time that that guy breaks in, to Pate breaks in in the back. Uh, to when the police show up at the front door and the front door opens. Lots of questions. We have more in store because that Pfizer video, boy, they've gone silent. Even removing articles from different press outlets. It's fascinating how that works, right? And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. 
this is an insane headline. A diver was decapitated by a huge 19-foot great white shark in front of horrified fishermen while swimming off a Mexican beach. Manuel Lopez was scuba diving for mollusks when he was attacked by the shark. He's in his 50s. It is described as absolutely horrific. Uh, the, the, the shark, I mean, actually took off his head. It's just absolutely horrifying. Anglers have been staying on shore because of the sightings of great white sharks recently. So it was near a Tabari Bay uh, near San Jose Beach. So good heavens, just awful. Uh, additionally, uh, Egypt is unveiling new mummies, maybe the oldest discovered ever. Uh, and also, the oh, I got a couple. Most Americans aren't getting enough exercise, according to a new study. Well, we could have told you that. Could have told you that. We got that 911 call as well. We're going to revisit that. Stay with us. Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail. It's the Dana Show. 18 seconds. This is San Francisco Police. Do you need help? Oh, well, there's a gentleman uh, here just waiting for my wife to come back. Nancy Pelosi. Uh, he's just uh, waiting for her to come back because she's not going to be here for a day, so I guess we'll have to wait. Okay, do you need police, fire, or medical for anything? Uh, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Zero, two, twenty-three, and fifty-eight oh. seconds. Yeah, uh, there's, there's the, uh, um, is the Capitol Police around? Zero, two, twenty. No, this they, is they separate. They usually my wife. They're usually, here, they're usually here at the house protecting my wife. Uh, no, this is San Francisco Police. Friday, October. I, I, no, I understand. Eight, two um, okay, well, zero, uh, two, twenty-four, and eighteen seconds. Okay, good. Well, who's that? Uh, he thinks everything's good. Uh, I've got a problem, but he thinks everything's good. What? So, the, uh, he's asking to pape in this? Yeah. Welcome back to the program. Bottom of our third hour here. Dana Lash here with you. This is just a little bit. Yeah, we're going to go back to this is just some of that. This is from uh, October of last year, that 911 call, because we're looking at the so about 13 minutes, about 13 minutes. If he breaks in and if it's like almost, you know, like 220 or something in the morning, um, it took eight minutes for San Francisco to get there. Uh, Lorraine noted it was a priority A call. So there is a what, maybe 12 to 13 minutes, perhaps that there's that span of time. And so that's Paul Pelosi who's calling 911 it's just i don't know man it's wild listen there's there's a little more yeah he thinks that when he ought to, you know he, he told me to put the phone down and uh, just do what he said 18 seconds okay okay who what's the gentleman's name i don't know what's that what's that my name's david da- the name is david Okay, and who is David? I, I don't know. I, what's that? I'm a friend of theirs. Yeah, I, I, um, he says he's a friend, but as but I say, I, I've never... But you don't know who he is? No, no, ma'am. That's wild. It's just crazy. Now, I do think that this shows... There's a couple of things from this. Number one, DePape is not some MAGA guy, right? We all, we've established that he's been a leftist. Like a very far, I think it's his issue was Nancy Pelosi was never far left enough. Number two, this was not a lover's quarrel. Uh, Number three, I don't, there's still some unanswered questions. Why was, I guess, did they just not have the alarm set? What was, you know, going on? You know, there's a lot of questions that still remain. 
because this body cam footage was just released as we were going on air and then we were looking at the surveillance footage now if you remember it was the Associated Press and some others that went to went to court to force uh, San Francisco's uh, PD's hand on this because they they saw no reason as to why this shouldn't be released uh, they said this is it's it's it why was there was no justification for not having it be made public and i would agree with that the judge agreed with it and so they said that uh, you know that's it, it makes sense now DePape's lawyers were arguing that public release of course his lawyers are mad because this looks horrible on him i mean they were saying that it would uh and this was from nb no sorry this is cnn i don't know but bear with me they said that DePape's lawyers were arguing against the public release of the audio and the footage they said it would irreparably damage his right to a fair trial because he's pled not guilty to all this, you know, these state and federal crimes related to this. Yeah, because it shows that he's totally the bad guy here and he needs to go to jail. <laughs> That's what it shows. He tried to kill a dude. It's all so low key. Like even when they approach the house, it's still low key. Now they're, so Paul Pelosi, it shows he did open the door. It is weird. I think he put his hand back on that because he had a cocktail in his left hand. With his right hand, he was holding DePape's wrist. He opens the door and then he, I guess, went back to struggle with DePape who still had the hammer. And it's, he even seems low-key on the call. And I had asked... You know, did the alarm not go off maybe because he was out, he came home, he was drunk, you know, takes off like dudes do, pants, trousers off, everything else on, and makes himself a drink and then kind of just chills and then he's startled by this guy who comes in? Although it looks like the guy was using the hammer to beat on the back door for quite some time, so... I mean, I have just have got so many questions still. His reaction is, is weird to say the least. And he doesn't, he doesn't even move. I don't, the guy was holding the hammer. If, I don't know why he didn't just run out. Why was he still holding a drink? Why didn't he just run out to the cops? And what, exactly. Why didn't he even just verbalize to the cops that, hey, can you get this guy off me? Or can, you know what I mean? Something that articulates I need help, but he didn't do that either. I, do you, I don't know. Was he some of the discussion that I've seen online is that, oh, he was trying to maybe keep the situation calm and keep that guy calm. I mean, that's a possibility. I mean, I don't think that you can rule that out. It's just now. Why is this so important? And why are people pouring over all of this? Because. Because you had actual elected officials saying that it's all the people who didn't vote for Biden. You're all culpable in this. We heard it for months. That's why. That's why. For no other reason but then to, to, have, to have further transparent, more transparency on this and to have some questions answered. But I think that, I don't, I don't know why they didn't release this. There's nothing in here that impedes anything. They don't know why it was never released. They could have released it and avoided all of this stuff. But it was almost, it's just weird that it wasn't just because it allowed this whole thing of we're going to continue with this narrative of uh, MAGA culpability. That's what it seemed like. It's just bizarre, man. And I did you see, too, someone made this point to me and I noticed this. Did you see the blue tape that was on the windows when you approach when the when it, it's in the body cam footage 
And when police were approaching the door, it looked like painter's tape. You know how they put the blue tape around like windows and things? It looked like painter's tape. I don't know. I'm just pointing out little things that may, or may not have anything to do with any of this. But it was, it, it, it's just, uh, wow. They both, and we also know that they were, they were, like I said, they both, it's not a lover's quarrel. They were not both in their boxers. Pelosi never took his button down off. Yeah. And, and DePape still had shoes on. Just, it's just, man, I don't know. Just, just weird. Just so weird. So, I don't know. I, I, I Kane, <laughs> it's just a weird video, man. No, it totally is. And like, like we've said from the beginning that this literally, it makes us ask more questions mm-hmm. now, than answers. Do you remember the... Uh, San Francisco reporter, I think he was on their NBC affiliate. Let me pull this up. You'll forgive me for a moment. I'm going back into my. Uh, it was a it was a, a reporter from NBC, and going into my notes, uh, Miguel Amangor. He was the one who ended up getting. Didn't he get fired? Because of the way that he was reporting this. And they are that fired. They suspended him over the the report. And when he gave uh, his on air, I'm going to drop this in. Let's if we could just play this. When when this reporter, when he originally gave his report, play this because he said that the front door was opened by Pelosi. He did not declare an emergency or try to leave home. He walked back several feet towards the assailant and away from police. And they suspended him over this. This is just some of that. The link is dead. Oh, the link is well. They, that's that's just they had just they had some of the uh yeah it is apparently gone but i'm gonna see if i can maybe able to play it here but it was just very uh here it is i have some of it if we can get that up this is his report police arrived Sources familiar with what unfolded in the Pelosi residence now revealing when officers responded to the high priority call, they were seemingly unaware they'd been called to. Well, they knew they were, and it keeps going out back. And announced the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82 year old did not immediately. They said, yeah, he didn't immediately declare an emergency or leave his home. But instead began walking. So this is this is some of that. That NBC reporter, this is some of, that was his original report, and he was suspended over this. He got suspended over that. So why did they suspend him? Because it doesn't seem like that portion, he did not declare an emergency or try to leave his home. That's true. Now, you have to keep in mind, and again, you know, I wear a tinfoil hat, and you actually accuse me of it every day. You sleep in a foil-made bed. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, what, just days before the election, wasn't it? They yeah. need. They, it was October 28th. Yeah, yeah days. so just days before the election. They needed this narrative that bad MAGA is attacking Pelosi and Democrats. They needed that narrative to live before the truth came out because True. they can't have this narrative running before an election. Very, very, very interesting. Uh, I wanted to play also because we had uh, some of this from the White House press briefing. I think I put this in just a a few ago. It's from KJP because apparently she was asked about Trump being allowed to return to Facebook and Instagram. Listen to this. 
So we now send any response to Meta reinstating former President Trump's accounts on Facebook and Instagram. So look, we are don't we're not going to comment on an individual um, Twitter uh, account or or um, social media accounts from here. That is the responsibility. That is something that the independent, clearly, platforms decide oh my gosh, on. What? And, uh, you know, we uh, rely on the uh, on the platforms, that private company, uh, to make sure that, uh, that, uh, that uh, their platform is not used to incite uh, violence. And so that is something that we will uh, continue to, to call on. Hmm. So that's not true. Uh, they've normally called on suppression uh, up there from the dais. They've done they've done it before. Jen Psaki's done it. KJP herself has done it before. So now all of a sudden they're going to ask. They're going to they're going to say, oh, no, that's not the case. We're not going to comment on any of this stuff from up here. But they, they've had no problem doing it before. They act like we haven't seen the Twitter files. Right. Or that we don't have records of video. Right. Publicly stored on this thing called the internet just gonna put that out there we have more to come we have today in stupidity on the way all kinds of all kinds of stuff and then coming up next week one of the things we're going to look at tencent china production movies games all of that big uh one of the things we'll be looking at listen to the dana show live on the odyssey app weekdays noon to 3 p.m eastern time and you can subscribe to the newsletter over at Substack, Chapter and Verse. All kinds of good stuff goes out there throughout the week, including all of my prep for radio. And you can get it before everybody else. So don't forget to do that. And then find us on Facebook, Official Dana Lash, and YouTube. Like and subscribe. Now, a couple of stories here. I just saw this. And this is actually, this is, so Kane and I are, are originally from St. Louis. Major insurance companies are halting new policies for Kias, Hyundais amid a St. Louis area theft surge. It's because people are stealing Kias. And apparently it's like super easy to steal a Kia. I was just actually reading about this, which is kind of crazy. So they said that it's actually uh, because of this, they're, they're, they're actually suspending, they're, they're halting these policies. Maybe they should because consider, of crime. They should consider the electrified door handles and the and yeah. The, Democrats in charge figured that this was easier than stopping crime. And the pepper guns. Historically, generationally, Democrat city. Yeah. Now couple this with this bill from Illinois. So this bill, which is apparently it was introduced, it's called the Armed Security Protection Act. It's going to require banks, gas stations, pawn shops, and grocery stores and municipalities with more than two million inhabitants. To have at least one armed security guard on deck during business hours. And they're defined in the legislation as private detective, private alarm, private security, fingerprint vendor, and all of that. So one of those. But, you know, don't have them in the schools, I guess. But I thought, wait a minute, I thought guns made, guns were dangerous. What about that whole thing? So now they're admitting that, but you, they banned everything. So what are they going to carry? That's the other thing. They've banned half the stuff that they'd carry. So what are they going to carry? That's the million dollar question because that's Pritzker's bill, which, of course, is is going to be that'll be litigated. I mean, I, I don't see that standing. But until that time, that's I mean, that's law. That's kind of how they that's how they roll with it. But I I just think it's interesting. This is what crime is leading them to do. So they have to have at least one armed. And then looking at 
uh, private at all, all of that. It doesn't even, it doesn't say what they can or can't carry. It doesn't, because I was looking at the legislation on break. Uh, doesn't actually cite any of that, but, but I, I thought that you guys thought guns were bad, so what are they going to carry? And then with St. Louis, I just can't believe that you would just, you're, so you're further going to victimize people by halting insurance for vehicles because the criminals are targeting certain vehicles and the people that drive those vehicles, you're going to stop their insurance coverage through no fault of their own. You're going to re-victimize them. That's asinine. But maybe people will think now when they go and vote for people, you have, uh, there's no reason why there should be this, this, I mean, crime should be that bad, but it's that restorative justice though, right? That restorative justice. All right, so today in stupidity, came. Oh, it is our president, the president of the United States, Joe Biden, also known as Brandon. Um, this is a guy, by the way, who screwed over manufacturing with his Green New Deal, mm-hmm. which essentially crippled energy production, which is the very energy that these manufacturers need to stay in business. Listen to what he says here last night. Where in the hell is it written that says America can't lead the world in manufacturing again? Where is that written? I don't know where it's written. And it's not going to be on my watch. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we're getting, you see I'm getting criticized internationally for my, my focusing too much in America. Wh- I love how he says manufacturing. Mana. M-A-N-N-A, F-A-C-K-S-H-U-R. Just get out of the way, Joe. I-N-G. Mania- manufacturing. Folks, that does it for us today. I hope you have a great weekend, and I'll be back behind the mic with you on Monday and also on Channel 349 Direct TV through the first. Have a great weekend.